0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another week and another Switchboard episode. This episode is really exciting as we're just on the run-up to Pink Week, we're going to be talking with lots of guests about the history of Pink Week and what is going on in it this
1: year. This episode is particularly special because our very own host, Liv, is president of this week's Pink Week. So we're starting off the episode with a little interview with Liv herself. (laughs) Liv, can you tell us a little bit about what Pink Week is?
0: Yeah this is so weird because usually we interview people and now I'm being interviewed but I'm here. Um, So Pink Week is a charitable organisation that raises very simply money and awareness for breast cancer and raises the money for breast cancer charities and awareness just obviously because our age group is often one that that is not as aware of the dangers of breast cancer for people our age so.
1: Very cool. And when is Pink Week? When can we start going to your events? Yeah, so Pink main Pink
0: Week starts the 7th of February. And as for that entire week, we do also have the Bull, which is on the 5th of February. Um, so I think this might be out just before or after the Bull. Um, but yes, there's a lot going on. That's super
1: exciting. Lots to look forward to. I'm sure it will <laughs> be very stressful and very busy for you. Um, but why did you get involved initially and what kind of made you interested in taking on the role of president in particular because that seems like it'd be quite a time-consuming role to have yeah so I think obviously I'm a second year
0: so coming to Cambridge um, I'd heard of Pink before just from like um, Friends' older siblings went to Cambridge. I'd heard of it, knew what it was, but obviously coming to P- here to Cambridge, Pink Week was very different last year because we were mostly at home, so it was completely virtual. Um, but when the opportunity came up and they were obviously advertising for presents for roles and stuff, I thought it was really exciting. You know, I think breast cancer is definitely. Um, and wrongly, kind of a taboo subject like history of breast cancer in my family and stuff. So it's always been something that's close to home. But I know that you know, it's one in two people get cancer, so it's something that touches absolutely everyone. You really can't avoid knowing someone, or unfortunately, like being diagnosed with a form of cancer yourself. So it's always been close to my heart. um In terms of why president, I mean, it was more of a why not. I mean, I loved I love Pink Week. You know, I wanted to be involved, and you know. I, like the idea of obviously like leading a team towards like a common goal that we all really care about so it was just kind of a natural fit for me and it's been an amazing experience very stressful as you said Um, but you know it is it really does make you like in a weird sense like proud like we're a committee of like over 60 students but I can't even describe to you how much like I feel every single like person and you feel so proud of like when they're doing like their job right and you know you're working together and like because everyone has the same goal it really is like such a fulfilling kind of job to have.
1: Yeah I can imagine. Um, What have you enjoyed in particular about the experience so far and on the other side of that what has been most challenging so far?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So I think what I've been enjoyed I've enjoyed when things like go right in Pink Week like things you know exciting partnerships exciting events things like that happen but it's not just it happening it's it happening and you just share it with the entire committee because everyone's just as excited as each other and it's such a nice feeling like when you know something goes right like and you know you're everyone's celebrating and it's such a great feeling of like camaraderie because we know that everything you do in Pink Week you know can have such a big difference and it's such a it's such obviously like a rewarding uh like thing to be a part of um in terms of difficult I mean it has in terms like very practically has been like somewhat difficult like with the COVID situation like sometimes looking more dubious than others um like being able to plan things and some things you know um like fall through and things like that um in the because of like new variants and stuff but I guess more on a personal level it's it has been challenging, I think, to me, as it's made me, like, forced me to uh, alter and, like, adapt, like, my leadership style to, like, different scenarios, obviously. Like, I've like, been in, like, positions like this before, but with this kind of goal and with um, such a big team, like, it, you are forced to kind of look in yourself and think about everything you do and making sure you're, like, the best leader you can be. So, like, personally, you know, it's been a development for me um so you know it was all all good things coming out of pink week there
1: that's good that's good to hear i can kind of see in the corner of your zoom window um, sorry i can kind of see in the corner of your zoom window unfortunately nobody else will be able to see it (laughs) looks like maybe a pink dress that you're gonna wear to a pink week ball. looks very um what exciting things can we expect for the pink week ball
0: yeah very good eyesight yes it has been in the back of my zoom for the past few days um yeah so the pink week ball is obviously like in terms of size and scale and effort of an event is on a different level to anything else we do it's so amazing we have a dedicated ball committee it's like over 10 I think like 12 people in it so it's it's really incredible it's been so much work gone into it um in terms of specifics I mean you can imagine it's all the food all um all the drinks lots of drinks um and it'll just be really fun like that we have lots of entertainment we have like silent disco casino lots of live music and like jazz music it's all going on um and yeah, there's so many ways to get involved. I mean, one really exciting thing, actually, which I don't think we mentioned before, so this might be an exclusive if this comes out before the ball, um, is that what we're doing in the ball is we have a big, we have a big display um, of like it's more complicated than this would be a big sheet of paper like a whiteboard um and we're inviting people to come in during the night and they can just write like a message about like what Pink Week means to them like it will just turn into kind of a mural of what Pink Week means to all of the guests and obviously we'll keep it and like display it and stuff so that will be a really nice like
1: um tangible thing to get of Pink Week this year. That's really exciting and that's a nice kind of souvenir to take with you yeah. as well and see like you know the real impact that you're having even just on the people who attend the ball very very yeah. exciting last question <clears throat> I saw this on campus is pink week only for women do you feel like you and your your team your committee have you had to do anything in particular to address this I'm assuming it's a it's a misbelief that pink week's only for women
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure I mean obviously I saw that um at CamFest too and I think like um it because it's so true because it is a very common like misconception I guess it just feeds into more like misconceptions of breast cancer as well and about what like breast cancer touches people in so many different ways like obviously men and transgender people can get breast cancer as well but you know the dominant people that would get breast cancer would be women but aside from that you know it's not just about Um, the very physical act of experiencing breast cancer but it's about the act of supporting loved ones through their breast cancer journey or stuff with for example like the BRCA gene mutation which makes you so much more susceptible to breast cancer can get passed on through males males can have that um, gene and pass it like onto their daughters and that might not be something that can occur to them so it's so I guess yeah it just leads into the misconception about breast like pink week is absolutely for everyone and you know we have like guys in the committee and I know there are so many guys are so excited for lots of different events but yeah I think it is it's a really it's a troubling misconception because it's troubling because of the impact of that and men and people feeling like men don't have to take the same awareness in breast cancer as women.
1: Great. Well, I'm very excited for Pink Week and I'm sure the rest of our listeners are too. Um, Looking forward, we have a really exciting rest of the episode coming up with some very special guests telling us about their involvement with Pink Week and some of the history of Pink Week as well.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting, um, the guests we've got lined up for this episode. So we're speaking to Nina Rauch, who founded Pink Week all those years ago. And I've I've never met her, I've never spoken before either. So it's going to be really fun to actually speak to her. And then we've got Evie and Anna, who were the presidents of Pink Week last year. So actually, you know, gave me my position. Um, So I've obviously met them and spoke to them a lot. um, But I know, like, it's so different for them, like having Pink Week during COVID, but they still managed to make it such an amazing like event and in Cambridge, and obviously still managed to inspire everyone in the committee this year to be involved with it. And then also Maisie, who's the president of the Oxford Pink Week, which is actually happening this week, so it's already happened. Um, and I think that's really important because people sometimes don't know. That pink week is in like most major UK universities it's spread everywhere like it's not just starting Cambridge but it's spread um so it's really nice to talk to kind of presidents from the other pink weeks and see what they're doing as well
1: first we sat down with Nina who told us about her inspiration to start pink week and what that was like for her
2: my name is Nina and I started pink week when I was around 16 Um, I was inspired by the passing of my mother, she passed away from breast cancer when I was around 13, but she'd always been incredibly vocal about um, breast cancer activism and the importance of kind of spreading that message to both people who were suffering from breast cancer, but also families and supporters and she wrote very publicly for The Guardian and so it had never seemed to me like something that was a taboo or that shouldn't be spoken about. Um, but I went to an uh, like an all-girls school where you think that this would be kind of front of mind uh, or at least it'd be mocked or spoken about in some way, breast cancer awareness. And there was kind of no mention of it. And that's what really inspired me to see if there was a way of spreading awareness for my peers, my age group, um, and kind of younger generations.
0: When you started Pink Week, it was in your
2: set in your school right like how do you reflect on like pink week now um yeah it makes me feel super proud like I can't really believe how much it spiraled I think initially we didn't even think about raising money we genuinely were just focused on awareness um and the girl that I ran it with at Cambridge her name is Kay Davis she deserves so much credit because she just like took the idea and went for it but the main component was really thinking about the awareness element. And then the money was kind of like a byproduct. And then we saw how successful that was. Um, and then we thought, okay, we might actually have something really powerful here. What did
1: what did Pink Week look like when you first started it? Like how much has it changed since then?
2: Yeah, well, I started it. It was just one day. Uh, <laughs> so it looks pretty different now. I started it when I was in secondary school and we did one day and they were really really strict about non-school uniform like nobody was allowed to wear no school uniforms so they were just allowed us to do like pink accessories and I was like this is this is ridiculous like you can give me a bit more so the year after they allowed us to do like a, you know you could wear fully pink clothes and we extended it and then by the time I brought it to Cambridge I had the idea to do events so Um, we started small and then I think in our second or third year we were like let's do a ball like why not everyone else is doing it I think that we can it's an equally important cause Um, and seeing how successful that was I realized that you know we could make our events even bigger and better but like what were like the biggest challenges like when you started it up I think people were quite taken I I don't think I felt challenged. I feel like everybody was very excited by the idea, but I think it was just not really done before. Like, nobody usually thinks of university students as a target market for donations. Like, I think most of the time, people who are lower earners or not earning currently would be overlooked by a charity. So a lot of charities didn't really understand why there was a need to be doing an awareness campaign on campus. Um, So I think that was like, definitely an adjustment in people's perceptions they're suddenly like okay these uni students might not be giving a lot it might be micro donations but we're definitely raising money at the end of the day so
1: yeah I agree do you think that like aside from um, kind of changing people's perspective about university students being potential sources of donation do you think that it was also important to kind of like um, I don't know
2: bring the like awareness specifically to university students uh, it's such a good question. For me, it seemed like an obvious hole in the system or kind of gap in the market because I had lost my mother to breast cancer at a young age. So I was aware of what a difference it makes to catch the disease early. Um, but I feel like we still weren't being spoken or educated at such a young age. And I think if you look at, and this is not to uh, be rude about any nonprofits or any charity events, but if you look at the majority of breast cancer events, or especially at the time when I was, fundraising and the events that I looked at, it was definitely targeted to an older age group, um, which makes sense because that's the age group that is most commonly affected by breast cancer. But to me, there was discrepancy because surely you want to be educating people younger so they can catch it earlier. So I thought it was just like, oh, this is like a light bulb moment, mo- like light bulb moment. Like Obviously we should be talking about it at a younger age because the earlier you catch it, um, the higher the survival rate.
0: I know you said when you started Pink Week, you wouldn't, obviously you could never have predicted it would have got like quite so big, but like the push for awareness, I know that was always central. Is that something that like you look back on now and you're obviously like even prouder of that. And like, that's the highlight of like the goal for
1: Pink Week for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. And the fact that people could talk about breast cancer and it wasn't terrifying and it wasn't kind of the elephant in the room. People were being really vocal about it. You saw it on campus. It was part of a conversation that for me felt like there was a really big shift. So yeah, I think definitely that is like the most important part. How did you kind of like, because I I would imagine there must have been some kind of initial friction
1: in getting people to have those conversations and to become comfortable kind of talking about breast cancer and, and also thinking of themselves in that way as like some, you know, um, being able to see their bodies like that. How did you kind of overcome that initial barrier? What do you think is like, the best strategy when you're educating people to be able to do that
2: yeah I mean I think well, the main trick came from not making pink week only something that was about like education but making it a fun like at its core pink week is just an enjoyable thing to go do with your friends and to have a good time and so you're having a good time and you know there's serious undertones and you can go home and you can say hey I went to this really amazing event um, for pink week what do they do Will they raise awareness of breast cancer and it kind of subtly pushes it into the conversation without it being very in your face and kind of too difficult to think about. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like from everything we said, like Pink Weeks just
0: like from that one initial like idea from you and like the passion that has like obviously grown so much and like is such a force now. Where can like you see like people going in the future? Like what can you imagine we can build even more on it from?
2: Um, I think it's amazing that it's still going nowadays like this already for me is huge (laughs) like I couldn't really imagine it Um, I mean breast cancer now did like an amazing job advocating it and bringing it to campuses that they had representatives at and making sure that it grew Um, so yeah I mean even the fact that like even if it was just at Cambridge that would be enough for me.
1: Absolutely I guess one other thing I was curious about is do you think there are any Kind of like skills or lessons that you learned organizing pink week that you've carried forward with you kind of into the rest of your life or maybe into your professional life
2: yeah like so many <laughs> I um found myself in like a job that I really really love and I credit it fully to pink week I mean I really put my degree to one side pink week was basically all I did <laughs> and like my degree was kind of extracurricular but um <laughs> I mean, I learned so much about like people management skills, organizing. I realized what I was interested in, what I was passionate about. And now I'm lead social impact for a tech company. So I'm working with nonprofits on a daily and to be able to relate to them and also understand like the mind of a younger donor and a younger consumer, I think is really, really important. And not many people can kind of straddle nonprofit and for-profit spaces, but doing Pink Week really taught me how to do that. So yeah I, I owe it a lot for sure. Since Liv
1: is our lovely Pink Week president this year, I was just wondering if you have any
2: wise words of advice for her as oh. she heads into her own Pink Week. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know I think you're doing such an amazing job like honestly it makes me emotional when I see you on Instagram and all the events and it looks like it's going to be huge this year so I think just be really really proud of yourself don't feel too stressed even though it's easier said than done. And I mean, no, nobody really understands what it's like to balance a Cambridge degree and, you know, basically running a mini nonprofit. So huge credit to you. It's, it's incredible. And you're changing so many people's lives.
1: And we got to know Evie and Anna, who told us about their experiences being president of Pink Week last year, and particularly about the challenges that they faced trying to organize Pink Week during COVID.
3: Would you like to both start by introducing yourselves? Um, My name is Anna, I was one of the co-presidents of Pink Week 2021, um, otherwise known as the COVID Pink Week, Um, but um, I think the main reason I was interested in Pink Week is in my first and second year at Cambridge. Um, They were highlights of my year and they were something that the events I always attended with my friends and I was kind of shocked that at the age of 21, 22, that was the first time that I had been taught how to check myself as well um, on a personal level. And that's what really attracted me to being part of it.
4: Yeah, um, I'm Evie, i the CK President of Pink Week 2021. Um, and the reason why I got involved was because um, my, some of my family members and close friends of my parents have been affected by breast cancer over the years. And it was always a cause that was close to our hearts.
0: And so just generally, like, how did each of you find the overall experience of like your role in Pink Week?
3: Um, I think for me, it was definitely probably one of the highlights of final year. It definitely kept me going um, during that second lockdown when we were doing it from home. Um, Of course, I think there are elements, and Evie can speak for herself, but I think there was definitely a disappointment that we couldn't do things in real life, but also such a sense of kind of success and achievement that we were still able to pull off what we did
4: yeah, I think kind of similar. Um, I think like the people I met during the committee um, were really special, and the whole experience was a really nice kind of pulling together of community at a time when we all had to be so separate.
1: I'm curious, since you both came to it with different experiences um, and like different kind of levels of knowledge about breast cancer, did you feel like it was important as presidents to kind of address both of
3: those audiences in Cambridge? Completely. I mean, I definitely did not know as much as I should have um, as a woman. Um, and I think through our educational program, we did really well in kind of trying. I think you do mainly try to target people who don't know. And um, because obviously, technically speaking, the people who do know now have that knowledge, that life saving knowledge, and can check themselves, they're also more likely to get involved. So they were the kind of the energetic people who got on the committee or were our college reps or whatever. Um, but in terms of targeting people that didn't know so much and we tried to do that through the college networks and we tried to kind of um, reach men as well because um, obviously a lot of men um, have the misconception that they can't get it and we had a male speaker and his, um, his experience was really inspiring to listen to so I think trying to engage through that way and also trying to engage with the rest of the town as well I think um, part of our years pink we, we really wanted to kind of bridge that gap between town and gone kind of lighting up king's college pink and um, lighting up St out's both house things like that and um, was really to just try and get the awareness as far as possible yeah i think
4: similarly we also did quite a lot of work with a charity called black women rising um on bringing attention to um like the BME communities that um, suffer breast cancer and often have kind of lower rates of diagnosis and different treatments. So really keen on like bringing awareness to that particular issue as well.
0: It's like, yeah, the educational message, I feel like is so important. Like sometimes you can feel like it gets lost kind of within like all the fun and kind of glitz and glamour of things. Like, but it really, you know, what's like, what's raising a few thousand pounds when you can like have the knowledge to save like a life your own or like a loved one, it's really not like comparable. Um I am curious, I know it's going to be a pretty obvious answer about what the most challenging part of your job was organizing Pink Week. Um, but maybe like aside
3: from COVID, what did you find challenging? Ooh, I think that's an interesting one because yeah, you're right. There is an obvious answer, but probably COVID was the context in which everything became difficult. And so Things like, you know, we only ever met our committee in real life, I think, once or twice, um, all members. And so, like, trying to create a committee spirit um, and really motivate people who ultimately we were all living through a pandemic, still are, um, was quite difficult. Um, And I do think engaging with the student body was, for me, more difficult than I thought it would be on social media and through college rep networks, things like that. Um, I don't know whether it was because of the year it was, um, but I think everyone was getting kind of burnout from looking at a screen.
4: Um, Yeah, I think similar challenge and also kind of trying to organize events that kind of were engaging online and trying to come up with like different ways that you could like get people involved
1: Yeah, I think the point about um, like people kind of experiencing burnout from screens and stuff by the time it gets to to the last year is so true. Like I can imagine that must've been quite difficult to get people kind of still in to keep up their interest in being part of online events. Because at that point, everything was online and you were like in competition with every other society's version of what can we do on Zoom. I think it's really impressive that you were still able to um, kind of make things happen and get people interested in stuff. Um, but with those challenges in mind do you think if you were president again is there anything that you would do differently or also if you were president without COVID what were your like big aspirations what would you have wanted to do if you if things were a little bit easier
3: um I think for me if if we hadn't been dealing with the COVID context uh, I think I would have wanted to make turn Camp pink into like the biggest thing ever I went, would have wanted pink everywhere over the city cafes involved restaurants involved kind of really engaging with the local community and um, in a way that I think we always struggle to do because of that esta- long established gap between town and gone. and um, so I would have loved to do that and um, I'm very excited to be attending the pink week Ball this year because that's really what got me into pink week in first year and second year and um, so I would have definitely loved um, to be able to host a ball. Um, and just kind of really feel that celebratory nature and pink week as well that um maybe was harder to achieve online yeah i mean just on that point like i feel like as soon as you go into and you
0: speak to anyone in cambridge even if they're not a uni student like you explain pink week like people really do buy into it and i was wondering like why do you think that it's like why do you think it's so important to
1: people um
3: i think at this point, it is a really well-established kind of Cambridge University institution as a society. And um, I think Lent term can be really difficult for people because it's a dreary term; the weather's not good, and um, you don't have May balls to look forward to or Christmas. And um, so it's always been a highlight. Um, and then I think just in general, you know, one in two of us will get cancer at some point in our life, doesn't matter what kind of cancer. So I think people really rally around supporting um, cancer charities.
4: Yeah I think it like breaks down something that can seem quite scary and quite almost like taboo for young people to talk about it kind of breaks it down like you said into a way like with all these events and but it, there's a message beneath it and everyone kind of like sees that and engages in that and almost that sense of I'm going to this event I'm going to this ball, bar, I know that I'm helping and I'm doing something good with my friends and this like sense of community. So I think it's that kind of bond that people that participate in Pink Week or organize Pink Week, I think that's like what makes it so successful. I guess I'm curious, like
1: for you, um what I we've sort of touched on this already, but
3: like what the most rewarding part of being president in particular was. I think uh, it certainly gives you a level of organisation, because you have to be organised, like just very basic skills like that, um, that will always benefit you. Um, but in terms of kind of what it was like to lead and to see something come to fruition from the beginning that would have never existed without you and would to such a good cause, you know, I don't think, unless I work in the charitable sector in the future, I don't think I'll ever have that sense of accomplishment.
4: Yeah, I think the most rewarding thing for me was like learning so much more about breast cancer and the charities that are involved. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, Just like, I feel like it's a good like last question round off, look to
3: the future. Like what do you imagine like the future of Pink Week can be? Oh, it would be, I think, amazing for, on, on Pink Week Committee to become bigger, to get more men involved, actually. Um, uh, I think um they're still underrepresented um and that they would make a very positive impact.
4: Yeah, I think it would be great to see like Pink Creek spread to more universities in the UK and like see that network expand and like that also like tighten the links in that network.
3: Yeah. And Cambridge Pink Week is the biggest one, so it is kind of on us to trailblaze it, um, but it's cool to hear that those connections are being established, um, and yeah, it's very exciting.
1: Then we got to know Evie and Anna, who told us about their experiences being president of Pink Week last year, and particularly about the challenges that they faced trying to organise Pink Week during COVID.
5: Um, Yeah, so, hi, I'm Maisie, um, and I'm the president of Oxford Pink Week 2022, and I was one of the, um, I'm a second year now, and I was one of the college reps last year, so I found that that was a really fun way to kind of, like, get involved with the events and meet loads of people, and I was really struck by the kind of sense of community that there was, like, especially amongst, like, the main committee, and even though it was covid So there were quite a lot of restrictions and it was quite difficult to kind of like plan events on the same scale that we managed to this year. I just thought that was a really nice sort of like vibe for want of a better word. So I really liked that about it. And then obviously I feel very passionate about kind of raising awareness and money to prevent breast cancer because I think it's really important and it's much that can be done to prevent it that's um, so kind of so easy. And, and yeah, we don't talk about it and we don't make people sufficiently aware. So I feel like it's really important to do that.
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like, and often the thing about Pink Week is I don't think people often realise that there are, it's those in different universities as well. Like there's not enough known about it. Like obviously we all know about like the Cambridge one and what goes on here. But I was just wondering like, what is Pink Week like in Oxford? How are plans going? I know it's really
5: coming up close, but kind of how are things going for this year? Um, Yeah, it's going, um, yeah, I think you're right, like, people don't kind of realise that it kind of, like, spreads, like, way further than just the city that you're in, Um, and yeah, it's going, it's going well, like, obviously it's coming up quite close, so it's next, it's a week on Monday, so we have most of our, I think, yeah, we've got all of our events sort of finalised, and we've just released our term card, so that's good, Um, and now it's just kind of, like, just, yeah, finishing everything off, we need to finish selling the tickets for our ball, and yeah it's kind of it's going okay but yeah normally there's like a mix of kind of like informational events and then also there's the ball like the pink walk um I don't know if you have the kind of same thing in the Cambridge one okay yeah just like a like you know like yeah breast cancer now does like a walk the walk we kind of just do like a mini version of that so there's that and then like a netball tournament sports matches yeah this year we've really tried to get kind of like to do like a range of events and have lots of different things that lots of different people can get involved in because that's also sort of one of our things this year is that we've tried to support like a range of charities who support a range of people suffering from breast cancer as opposed to kind of your like typical sufferer so I suppose to mirror that we want lots of different
1: events that lots of different people can get involved in. Yeah that makes a lot of sense Um, because I was just going to say as you were saying that that like it sounds like you have quite you'll be able to have quite a wide audience of people attending your events and in that way, like reach so many more people with really important information and awareness that maybe otherwise wouldn't have kind of arrived at them in the same way, which I think is really great. Are there other ways that you feel like your team has like had has, I don't know, come up with ways to address things like that, like how to um, get information out to people? Like, have you had any challenges with social media or with like promoting things um especially after like a whole year of online events like did you find that people were really receptive to getting involved online or um was it like was it quite easy to um kind of set all of that up
5: yeah so we've had um i think that yeah like we've it's hard to kind of like it can be quite difficult and I think often like the people that get involved in these sort of things are the people that knew about it historically I feel like it's quite I don't know like rare to just like see a random pink week post somewhere that you wouldn't expect it like if you're kind of looking out for it if you follow the Instagram if you follow the Facebook if you're on the mailing list blah 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 then those like obviously all of those people know about it but yeah one of the challenges we've had um is kind of like managing to extend our reach as far as possible and sort of get people knowing about it who wouldn't ordinarily know about it because they don't follow the Instagram or that sort of thing so I think that's something that yeah a challenge we've kind of tried to overcome yeah I think people are like like they would and we have for the online events obviously I don't like we had a that period of being like are we gonna have to move some stuff online um and I think that people would yeah would have been receptive to that but I think that everyone's definitely very like pleased that it's all happening in person yeah I think it's one of the same here obviously one of the big things is like
0: me I'm a second year you said you're a second year Izzy's a second year but like so many of our you wouldn't really even know what pink week was just because it was slightly more online smaller scale last year whereas when you talk to people like in the year above that year above us they they love pink week they've been to the ball like it's such a big thing and it's just a quite a worrying way it kind of skipped a year and then we've got to introduce it to the first year it's kind of as if it's what it was previously but that's not actually in our memory we're just kind of
5: yeah exactly <laughs> found, like literally and with and with putting on events and stuff and there was a like I know there are a lot of like pink Week traditions like this is usually done this they usually there are certain events that they usually host and I found it quite odd like not knowing that yeah. because obviously had it gone ahead normally when we were first years then we would have been able to just like re- like mimic that more but it was kind of yeah like going in like oh wow like mm-hmm. what does it even look like normally like how you know how should it be
0: yeah I think the day I got like you know given access to the previous pink week google drives was it was a very busy day actually reading through everything because you kind of only understand things that you certainly you saw them like even when I applied to present I don't think I really quite understood the quite the breadth of everything involved so you had to really sift through everything and learn kind of on the job quite a lot yeah. which, how did you find that like how do you find being president like balancing things how is that like all going for you
5: I found that yeah it is a, it's like a lot of work and there's just kind of like there's just like a constant stream of like little things to do so I found that, like, I have, like, the the committee this year is, like, incredible. They've all been incredible at doing their, um, like, fulfilling their roles. Like, the events officers are amazing. They've been so on it. Um, and, and same with the merch and just, and just everyone. But I find this just, yeah, it's, like, going through everything and just, like, it's up to you yeah I sometimes like I see all the stuff that the events officers are doing and I'm like oh my god like wow like I feel like you're doing so much um but yeah I guess as president like it's 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 just like a small things that you just have to kind of like go through and tie together and just make sure that that's all running smoothly but yeah what about you have you
4: yeah
0: no all I was going to add is that it's it's hard because obviously like we both got such amazing and like big committees but it's hard and I know people don't actually feel like this but it's hard to not feel like yourself that like sometimes like the buck stops with you and like you have to make sure it's all okay and I know that no one in the committee actually like looks to us and thinks we need to actually sort everything out but you can't help but like feel internally that you've got to oversee and make sure everything's okay and if it's not then it's because like you didn't oversee things well enough
4: yeah But but I guess like
0: when you're, you're so close now, and obviously we're like a week behind, but it must be like very, you're feeling a lot more like relaxed and almost relieved now that it seems like things are very settled
5: and planned. Yeah, I feel like it's as with like everything, like I was talking to one of my friends who's like, the, who's like our JCR present. She was just, we were talking about how like Pink Week was going, how the JCR stuff was going. And we were both saying, it's just like, you know, when like everything's coming together and almost there, but not quite. Um, because obviously like it like I feel like it will never feel like it's probably come together until the actual event until you've like seen it in front of you and everything's going smoothly but it's just like all that stuff that's just like up in the air basically done but just that lack of kind of sense of completion as of yet
1: yeah I, I can imagine both of you must be feeling a lot of anticipation about how all of your events and things are gonna go in the next few weeks this is kind of a question for both of you I'm really curious to know if like after not having done any like really that much in-person involvement with Pink Week last year. Do you feel like that gave you the chance to kind of innovate a little bit in terms of like what Pink Week looks like? Do you think maybe having that distance meant that you could kind of like bring in your own new perspective into Pink Week? And if that feels true, what kinds of things? Um, Well,
5: yeah, I feel like we've kind of managed to change things up slightly yeah from the way they've been the yeah how they've been done before like for example with our pink ball there's usually like a venue that we use every we use we kind of do it the same day I think we can use the same venue and this year we were like well you know let's like make it more of like a ball so we've used a different venue and we're doing it on the Friday instead of the Sunday and that sort of thing um and then we're still using the other venue but just for we're kind of changing the event that we're having there and um, it's not the the pink ball in a typical way that we would host it there yeah so I feel like there are kind of we brought in some new ideas like things they wouldn't they hadn't done previously or like adapted it slightly yeah it's been quite nice I guess that's like the nice thing like every year although it's the same fundamental work like giving it your own kind of spin and like all the committee bringing their ideas together to just like switch it up a bit every year
0: yeah, I feel like, I mean, much the same, like a few like logistical, like events and stuff that are a bit different. I feel like one of the main things for us this year is like, because obviously our education team have been working on like our educational pillars and stuff. and We put a lot of emphasis on like support because I think obviously COVID such like an isolating experience regardless from the past couple of years. It's been really difficult, obviously, for people. They've had breast cancer or like a loved one. It can just, it just amplifies everything and makes it so much harder. So like putting more emphasis in our like educational things about how to support someone with breast cancer, how to kind of have that community feeling after it's been kind of taken away for the past couple of years. And I think something we've like tried to emphasize, which I guess links back to what you were saying about kind of fresh things after COVID. But I guess it's just because it's quite a unique, obviously it's a completely unique experience, like what everyone's gone through in COVID like is in generationally and just like each of us individually it's so different it can't really it's hard to equate to anything it's kind of thrown up a lot of new like dynamics with everything and obviously including new breast
5: cancer awareness and
1: yeah no that like from, from both of you um makes a lot of sense and I think like definitely from the kind of like attendee perspective from me and like from people who I've heard about speaking about pink week and stuff like that everyone seems to be especially people in my year like particularly keen to be going to events and stuff because like you both pointed out like none of us would have been able to do that last year and we've never really seen what those kinds of things look like so you're also like positioned so well to kind of impress my entire year because if we don't we didn't have anything to compare this to so no matter what you know we're going to be excited and um look forward to the events that you've both put on I guess I'm wondering like if Maisie you found like that you've had any issues balancing being president I mean this is again sort of a question for both of you but like obviously being president is such a big role and like you mentioned before you know you have to oversee like so many different aspects of the of the whole the whole process and you have a whole team have you found it difficult to balance your pink week work with like your uni work and have you found it challenging working with that many people who all also have their own degrees and you know lives going on? Like how have you managed to coordinate all of that?
5: It's kind of been okay up until like the last couple of weeks. And then in the last like couple of weeks, I have seen a like the yeah, the tension as in yeah, the tension between having like between uni work and pink week work has become slightly more intense. But I'm kind of I don't this is probably not the right mindset, but I've adopted the mindset whereby I'm like, look, like pink week is my priority just for like these three weeks. I mean, obviously, it's always been a priority, but as in like academically as yeah, it's just like my complete priority. And then academic work is kind of secondary. I'm hoping my tutors don't see this. But yeah, that's kind of the mindset that I've taken because like it's only yeah, it's three weeks of my life. It's like really important. The week itself is only a week. And, like, if I write a bad essay or I, like, need an extension, you know, it's fine. So the rest of the committee, it is hard because you're, like, when you need them or want them to do something, you're very aware of the fact that, like, however, you know, they're probably just as busy as you are, what with Pink Week and everything else they've got going on. And, like, you know, personal things going on as well. With the work, you can kind of relate to it. But when they have kind of personal issues going on as well, it's sometimes hard because you yeah it's not your place to kind of say how much time they should dedicate to one or the other thing in their life so yeah I feel like it's been it's yeah something kind of like hard to navigate but it sort of all like comes together at the end and you know if ever a committee member like needs help with what they're doing then I like sometimes try and offer to kind of help with that to kind of lighten the load and yeah gets done what needs to be done and also doesn't put too much pressure on them that
2: sort of thing.
0: No I think I like on a personal level the same as what you're saying just about how like for the next few weeks I feel like Pink Week is is the priority in my life like for good or worse like who knows if that's a good idea but because we spoke to the presidents the Cambridge Pink Week presidents of last year and one of them said something which I thought was really poignant and they just said that like unless you like maybe work in the charitable sector like you'll never have the opportunity to make this kind of like a difference again and this probably will like be the most rewarding thing that Either of us really ever do in our lives, unless we go no, into the private sector. So it's it is it is unique, and it is you know not not worth failing a degree for, but worth taking a few <laughs> weeks where maybe some supervisors will cut a bit of slack for us. But
1: yeah, it is obviously
0: like going to be the most rewarding thing
1: either of us have probably ever done. So yeah, we spoke about that with the uh, presidents from last year. Like the Pink Week is so entirely good. Like there's. You know, you're just doing something really good, both in the sense that you're like raising awareness and educating people and raising money. And you're also putting on like really wonderful events for such a good cause. So like being part of something like that, I think must feel really amazing for you guys as well. Like to be, you know, to know that you're creating this community at the university and and even like kind of wider across the country between the different universities, like you're part of this larger project, which kind of leads me on to another question that I was wanting to ask, which was whether you thought it would be important to have people talking more about Pink Week across universities, like, you know, because I think you guys mentioned at the beginning of the interview that obviously people don't really pay attention to the fact that Pink Week's present at other universities. And it seems like, oh, this is just just in Cambridge or just in Oxford. And whether you think it might be important to have like, um, more of a network of pink weeks across the UK.
5: Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it yeah, would be like a, an incredible idea if there could be like a kind of not universal week, but like maybe kind of period at the beginning of February or something, or you know, whenever suits universities because I know that some like Cardiff they don't start till quite late and stuff, but just yeah, a period when there was like a series of pink weeks throughout the country. And then, yeah, more things like this could happen, like kind of collaborations and that sort of thing. And I think, like, obviously they're not easy to put on, but it's just such a, like, a really wonderful experience and an important one. And the work is so important. So I think definitely if if there could be, yeah, pink weeks all throughout the country, that would be, that'd be so cool.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. Well, I think probably we have time for, like, one one or two more questions I'm curious just to know like what skills or what kind of like experiences you think you're going to bring forward with you from pink week like after you're done being president what what are you left with that you're bringing forward into your life
5: I think that it's just like well before this I was like this is really cliched but I was the type of person that like wouldn't phone my doctor like my mom had to do it and then obviously as president you have to do stuff like liaise with companies you have to phone venues blah 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 all that sort of thing and so I suppose just like that kind of like it it, it's kind of been one of the first things that I've done where I've like been like I am like fully an adult and this is like we're a committee of like 20, 19, 20, 21 year olds and like everything is down to us um and it's all like you know come together so I feel like just yeah. I don't I guess I didn't have to phrase it just kind of yeah just that like knowledge that like I have the capacity to kind of like do to do things and make a difference and that sort of thing um yeah so I think mainly that and also just like kind of it's probably taught me to be more organized and that sort of thing yeah and also like it's allowed me to work with people that I wouldn't necessarily have met because obviously we're all in different colleges and we don't do the same course um and some of us are in different years so like the committee is so lovely and I definitely
1: want to keep in touch with them so there's also that Liv do you feel like does any of that resonate with you in terms of how you're yeah
0: yeah what you're saying there is so too it's so funny how like we're like a group of 19 20 20 year olds and we're like emailing you know I'll call them adults but I know we're adults too like to organize things and sometimes like you feel like we're more on it than them and it's like a really odd <laughs> dynamic because it's like we're we should really be getting paid for this like the amount of time <laughs> it's that kind of odd thing but obviously it's so it's nice to know that we're doing things like for like di- obviously different motivations from like companies and like you're talking to them but kind of you have more like a vested interest in it and of course just echoing like everything you say about like organizational skills and like pe- people kind of skills and stuff as well it's you know there's no way we couldn't take some good lessons from <laughs> our experiences this week we've got another Ask Vulture submission from the readers and it's a bit of a different one this week but definitely one I think that is often on the top of all of our minds so this person writes how would you advise dealing with workload if you're feeling stressed I'm worried I've overcommitted with extracurriculars and have started feeling overwhelmed but don't want to give anything up. Izzy any thoughts on that one?
1: Yes, this honestly sounds like the classic Cambridge conversation. The number of times I've said those exact words to my friends in the kitchen making dinner, um, I don't have enough fingers to count. I guess my biggest piece of advice is kind of counterintuitive, and that's to take more breaks um, and to make sure that you're prioritizing things other than your commitments. So the the only way that you'll be able to have the energy and the focus to be able to do the work and to get your kind of harder tasks done is if you're also giving yourself time to relax, time to socialize, you need to be kind of charging all of the elements of your life um, in order to be able to show up for everything. Making sure that you're committing time to all of the different aspects of your life rather than putting all of your energy into one thing, even if it feels like you're not committing as much as you want to be. And I think the practical side of that um, something that I' found really helpful is like time blocking. So you kind of like cut out a time in your day for specific tasks and you do them during that time and then um you move on to the next task and try and work on things in like designated little chunks.
0: yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I definitely do the time blocking as well. And then, in terms of other practical things, like I'm a big one on like writing lists. And especially if you have like a really long list of things to do, you could just feel like it's an endless stream and not actually reflect on what you have done. So I'll always make lists in the morning like of things to do and I'll put like the most attainable things on it and like wash my hair, you know, and have lunch. And you put all of those little things on it and it just makes you feel like you are like taking things off throughout the day. And then I guess on the more like mental side, it is really important to remember that you are, you know, you are only one person and you shouldn't be, or other people shouldn't be putting too much stress on you. Like, it's fine. I think we all know that you often feel this kind of internal stress and pressure to like do so well at, you know, different extracurricular, different things, but you have to also, you know, take time to do what makes you happy and what makes you feel healthy kind of mentally and physically. So don't be afraid of, taking a step back if you need to just for a little while and recoup and then you can go back for it it's even as simple as just like taking a night off and watching a movie and that will just help recharge you for the next day I reckon
1: yeah definitely and one other thing I was kind of thinking about and this might be sort of controversial but like sometimes you need to just do the bare minimum um sometimes it's not worth your time or your energy even if you feel really excited or passionate about something to put in a hundred and ten percent in every single thing you do Um, so it's worth kind of reflecting on that as well and like prioritizing what things can you kind of like get away with doing the minimum amount necessary to still you know submit an essay that you feel good about or to still complete a project without having to make every single thing you do you know the best work that you've ever done obviously you want to feel proud of the things that you're doing and you want to be showing up for commitments that you make but um, there's also times when you have to conserve your energy so that you can put it towards taking care of yourself and um you know making sure that you're keeping up with other things that you need to be doing well that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening I know I'm really excited for pink week Liv I'm sure you must be nervous and excited yeah definitely it's come up so quickly um but
0: it is really exciting and you know it's been such great conversations we've had with everyone throughout this episode and hopefully it shows a little bit more about the history of pink week and it is a movement more than just you know one week um, in february just in cambridge which it obviously is and on that note um you can probably still get tickets to lots of our events this week and just check out the instagram and facebook and the website for more details on those
1: Yeah, we'll definitely link them in the description of this episode. So if you want to have a look, that will all be there for you. Good luck, Liv. I hope everything goes absolutely perfectly. And we'll see you next week.